0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and on today's episode, we're going to recap all the first round action in the U.S. Open Cup, and we had some Nisa affiliate teams in action. We'll also catch you up with all the latest player signings and news around the league. We also got some Nisa Nation news as well because they have kicked off their season. In the Southwest Division. So, we have a couple games. I'll recap on that. And, of course, as always, my final thoughts. So, stay tuned, guys. We've got another exciting episode coming right up. Welcome to the show, guys. On our 50th episode, no less. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting it to take me like, what, almost three, like three, something years to hit 50. But, hey, it. it Feels really good. Uh, let's keep this thing going and get to 100. <laughs> At the rate I'm going right now, we, we who knows? If we could get there by the end of the year. So we'll see how that plays out. But it's been a great week, guys. I hope you guys have all been doing well and had a good week since our last episode. We got a lot to talk about today. So let's get right to it with the first round US Open Cup recap. Now to start us off, of course, we're gonna talk about Chicago House AC and their match against Bavarian United SC. As you've all have seen on my social media post, I was there at Elmhurst University at Langhorst Field, and it was a really good experience, you know, for me, because I haven't seen the my former coworkers in so long. So it was good to Catch up with Peter Wilt, see how he's doing. Uh, I got to see uh, our f- former head coach, C.J. Brown. He was there as well, so I got to catch up with him for a bit. Uh, Brian Koenig, who's now the CEO of the club, got to catch up with him. And my old friend Sal, got to catch up with him as well. And Chuck, who's a club historian. And uh, some of the players, the house originals that are still there, like Demon, Amazon. A. R. Smith, there, there, those two are still there. So, it's good to catch up with some of my house friends, as we say. And for the game, it was a very good, uh, good, good game. Uh, a great crowd, uh, despite the weather. You know, chilly, rainy night out there in Elmhurst. But it was a, a really uh, contested uh, game out there, and it went back and forth. Really good game, and, you know, Bavarian had some chances early, but House kept, you know, staying in it and pushing and fighting. And right before the first half closed up shop in the 39th minute, defender John McAweke, uh knocked a loose ball and is able to put the House up front early, 1-0. And uh, that was – Great because when the house scored that goal, it was like electric out there. Like everyone was like so excited, and their fans were chanting, like, "Let's go house!" and saying, "Whose house? Our house!" and it was it was just so crazy, man. Like <laughs> and they were playing some house music too, of course. So it was it was really fun being out there, and it was getting a little nerve wracking the second half. Um, it Bavarian kept pushing hard, and they weren't able to break through to to, to get the ball back in back of the net. Uh, house goalkeeper Tony Halterman was making some clutch saves down the stretch. I know there was some controversy towards the end of that game where the one of the Bavarian players went was trying to get like, like a foul or something, and he went down, and the Bavarian players were asking for a penalty, but the ref wasn't buying it, and. What I was hearing, at least after the game, they were saying that the goalkeeper was fouled. And Peter alluded to that on Twitter a couple of days later. I saw that that was the case, and that's why it wasn't called. So, you know, to me, if you ask me, I'm like, hey, it don't matter. You know, Bavarian, you had 90 minutes plus four minutes of stoppage time. I got to get the ball in the back of the net. You guys didn't get it done. Like, what are you doing? Waiting to the last minute of the game? Like, come on, man. So, it was not enough. Uh, Chicago House. Pulled through and got the win, and I got to catch up with A.R. Smith and a few other players after the, the match to congratulate them, and they're moving on to the second round. They're going to take on Ford Madison in the next round, and I see Ford Madison, they're, they're already marking it on social media as the, the Wilt Derby, <laughs> referring to Peter Wilt. So I thought that was pretty cool. One more thing I wanted to mention on here before I talk about the other first round US Open Cup matches is of course when uh Damian Amazon he was subbed off he took off his jersey and he was wearing a tank top and it says breast cancer sucks and I know he's referring to you know trying to talk about what's going on with his mother as she was diagnosed with breast cancer and with Damon Amazon from when I was working with Chicago House, you know, really, really cool kid. And uh, he was one of the first players that Chicago House had signed from uh, Steel City FC. And they made a solidarity payment to his club. And I met his dad. His, his dad is the coach of the team there. And, you know, he's really cool person to, you know, talk to and get to know him. He's obviously very savvy on, on social media because he's always posting stuff on on instagram and and everything so i saw everyone was talking about it after the game and you know sharing the the tweet about because they set up a a gofundme account uh where people can donate uh or share you know the link to people kind of make people aware and you know try to help support demon and his family uh through uh, this difficult time and uh I figured the least I could do is share a bit about his story from me getting to work with him. And the, the link, I did retweet it on my personal Twitter page as well as on the Nice Today FC. And if you guys have trouble finding it, I do have the link here that I'll share. Uh, if you guys want to donate, I see here, I can have the website up. The goal is, is $20,000. They're right now at $14,000. Uh, and twelve dollars. So, it's going very well. Uh, if you guys want to share or contribute and donate, uh, the link uh, or I have here is GoFundMe.com forward slash F forward slash Cali Dash, So, just wanted to share that. All right, we do have other games to chat about as well. Uh, Club de Leon FC 2, they were in action against Nona FC, and they lost that game 1-0. Nona FC scored like the first minute of the game, and that was pretty much it. Uh, You know, uh, the goal was scored by Will Yang, uh, and that was his first goal to the U.S. Open Cup. And Nona FC held on, and Club Lyon FC, too. They were not able to get an equalizer in that match. So they are done. Now it's up to the Nisa club to try to make some noise. Um, Lownestown, Yonkers FC, they defeated Hartford City 2-1. to one. Uh, Lansdowne-Yonkers, as you know, they're in the EPSL. And that was a very, very good game from what I heard. And I was so busy working the last couple of days uh, that week. I mean, the Chicago House game was the only game I was able to kind of watch in person. But I was falling on my phone for seeing what was going on and all the other matches. But yeah, Lansdowne-Yonkers, they... One to advance. Uh, former NISA Nation side, Kapo FC, they also did pretty well as well. They beat Ventura County Fusion 4-1. to one. And what was crazy was they were down early in this match, 1-0, and then they just scored four straight goals in that game. Uh, that was uh, crazy. And uh, Kapo FC, you know, You know, dug deep in this game and, you know, got four straight goals to win and they advanced. They will now take on the USL Championship Club Orange County SC. So they will play them in round two. Now, other matchups that were happening in the Open Cup, of course, the opener was on last week on Tuesday, March 21st where Westchester United was taking on Ocean City Nor'easters. Now, Westchester United was up early in this game, but then Ocean City Nor'easters, they scored three straight goals in this match, and they were able to win that game. Dylan Evonde and scored to get the equalizer in the 60th minute. Andre Sabino scored. As well, and Brady Oakman, who was their goalkeeper, made six saves in that match. So the Ocean City Nor'easters, they moved on, and they will be taking on the Maryland Bobcats in the next round. Appalachian FC, they had a 2-2 draw against North Carolina Fusion under 23, uh, it after 120 minutes, they had to go to penalty kicks, and Appalachian FC won three to nil on penalty kicks. And Appalachian FC they advance to the next round. And Appalachian FC they're a really cool story. Uh, the marketing they do for that club is amazing, they have the, the Sasquatch mascot thing too going on. So I thought that's really cool to see that with Appalachian FC and they're moving on. So that is great. Uh, Manhattan soccer club, they beat FC Motown two to one after extra time. Um, FC Motown did file a protest after the game talking about, you know, the field dimensions and size issues of the field or whatever, but us soccer did deny that appeal. So, Manhattan SC is moving on, and they will be taking on City Union in Rochester a week from today on Tuesday, April 4th. Des Moines Menace, they shut out Beaming United FC 3-0. So they will host Chattanooga FC, the boys in blue, in the next round. Of course, Des Moines Menace, they're a really good team. Uh Chattanooga FC, they're they're really good as well. It's interesting to go on the road, but we'll see if Chattanooga FC can pull through this one. But that will be a very interesting game. So I would definitely keep my eye on that. Tulsa Athletic, they beat Brazos Valley Cavalry 1-0 in their matchup. So Tulsa Athletic, they one, And this is for the second straight year. They will now move on to the second round of the tournament and they will take on FC Tulsa in the next round. And we're going to have a Tulsa Derby. So that's going to be pretty cool as well. UDA Soccer Club, they're in the UPSL. They're affiliated with New Mexico State University. So they made. Uh, a really good go against Park City Red Wolves and beat them 1 0. Uh, and that's awesome to see that. Um, they made history as well. Being that, it's not too often you see like a, a college, you know, amateur team beat a, you know, USL League Two side. And that's really cool, especially because it was a home game for them too. Uh, so they beat. Park City, Red Wolves, 1-0. And now they will advance the next round. And they will take on USL Championship side, New Mexico United a week from today as well on Tuesday, April 4th. Wonder how Ron Patel feels about that one. But, you know, that's a that's a really cool, cool game that you check out. And that's one thing I love about the Open Cup. You always have David Live matchups in some cases, and that's definitely one of them. That will be cool to check out and see. So keep your eyes out on that one, guys. Crossfire Premier, they beat Project 5 is the, uh, affiliate for the Oakland Roots. They beat them 3-0. So, Crossfire Premier, you know, dominated. That game was not streamed, so I don't know who scored in that game. But, uh, to the cup.us here, it says the goal is scored by Lucas Houseworth, Eric Howard, and then uh, Hamza Haddadi. Those were the guys who scored the goal for Crossfire Premier. So they will move on and they will take on Sacramento Republic, the team that was the runner up in the US Open Cup final last year. Cleveland SC, they beat Lions Bridge. 1-0, uh, and they also will now reach the second round for the second year in a row uh, in a very physical matchup. And in that game, the, the goal was scored in the first half, uh, stoppage time by Karen Tolan, and uh, Cleveland SC was able to hang on in that matchup in a very, Highly contested match, and they will move on to take on the Richmond Kickers of USL League One. And then the last matchup I have here is Jacksonville Armada FC taking on Miami United FC. And this was a another all Florida matchup uh, that had some drama. It was tie one one, went to extra time, and we still had no goals, so we had to go to the penalty kicks. And Jacksonville Armada hangs on nine to eight on penalty kicks for them to, to advance. And what was crazy about that game was Jacksonville Armada, they were shorthanded. They had a player get sent off. So, towards the uh, end of the second half, there. So, they had to defend with 10 men um, and do that through the extra time. And to keep at 1-1. So I thought that was very impressive for Jacksonville Armada. And hey, they did it, guys. They are moving on to the second round of the tournament. So that pretty much, guys, sums up all the first round Open Cup matches. So let me just give you a... Uh, Refresher now on what round two matchups will look like starting a week from today. So the April 4th matches, you have Savannah Clovers FC taking on Charleston Battery. You have Chicago House AC taking on Ford Madison FC. Lansdowne Yonkers FC will take on Hartford Athletic. Jacksonville Armada FC will take on the Miami FC. And I saw it on Twitter today, apparently that game's not, we streamed. What's up with that, guys? Come on. We need to watch that game. Memphis 901 FC will taking on one Knoxville SC. Gold Star Detroit will be taking on Detroit City FC. Manhattan SC will take on City Union. Nona FC will be taking on the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Club Leone FC. This is the Nisa side. They'll be going on the road to taking on San Antonio FC. UDA Soccer Club will take on New Mexico United. El Farolito will be taking on Oakland Roots. Appalachian FC will be taking on Charlotte Independence. I'm sorry, that's April 5th. We're on the April 5th matches now. So April 5th, we have Appalachian FC taking on Charlotte Independence. Michigan Stars FC taking on Indy 11. North Carolina FC. Taking on Loudoun United, Lexington Sporting Club taking on Louisville City FC, Ocean City Nor'easters taking on the Maryland Bobcats. Rochester, oh, I'm sorry, whoops, <laughs> I forgot Rochester New York FC sees operations and forfeited that match. So Pittsburgh Riverhounds they have moved on to the third round. Birmingham Legion FC who takes on Chattanooga Red Wolves. Rio Grande Valley FC takes on South Georgia cementa FC. Chattanooga FC will be on the road taking on Des Moines Menace. We have the Tulsa Derby FC Tulsa against Tulsa Athletic. El Paso Locomotive takes on Union Omaha. Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC takes on Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC. Monterey Bay takes on Central Valley Fuego. LA Force FC takes on the Las Vegas Lights. Copple FC takes on Orange County SC. Crossfire Premier takes on Sacramento Republic FC. Albion San Diego will be taking on San Diego Loyal in the Battle of Diego. Greenville Triumph SC takes on Phoenix Rising. And then the only matchup on April 6th on Thursday will be Cleveland SC taking on the Richmond Kickers. So that is your round two matchups. And all the NISA clubs that will be involved as they answer that round. All right, guys. Let's move on to the news around. Alright, everyone, let's go over the recent player signings since our last episode. And just a reminder: these player signings are pending NISA League and USSF approval. Let's start with Albion San Diego, as they've made a few signings within the past week. Midfielder Lennon Carion is uh, returning for another season for Albion San Diego. They've also added midfielder Mateo copy and defender Anthony Pati and midfielder, I'm sorry, midfielder Corey Lundin. So that is the latest signings. For Albion San Diego, as they are, you know, want to, I know they lost some key guys, but they're still keeping a couple players that were part of the team last year to kind of keep that continuity going. And look, Albion San Diego, they got a new coach. That club still has expectations that hey, we want to get back to the playoffs. We want to get back to the final and we want to bring a trophy to San Diego. And San Diego, man, it's just, it's crazy right now. You got the loyal and the San Diego Wave just started their season this past weekend, and Albion San Diego, they'll be there. Well, not this weekend. They'll be a couple of weeks before they kick the ball. But yes, it's uh, we're we're looking forward to having Albion back in action very soon. Maryland Bobcats FC, they've added some players as well. The Maryland Bobcats FC, they've been busy as well. They've added winger. Tishon Johnson, uh, he had played with Virginia Beach United and Tyson City FC previously. They've also added forward Caleb Pritchett, and they've added forward Abdul Tiam. He had played with Ford Madison in 2022, and he made 26 appearances. City Union, they've been very busy this past week adding some signings. They've added midfielder. Joel Lavard, he had played with Queensboro FC Academy. They've also added center back Mumbi Gwesele. I, I hope I said that right. He's been tagging me on my Instagram. So, Mumbi, if I mispronounce your name, please let me know. I want to make sure I get it right. He played with former Nisa side Big Cities FC last year and City Union, they've also added defender Malik Shahid. He also played with Bay Cities FC last year. They've also added goalkeeper Michael Mejia, and they've also added midfielder Gabriel Ortiz. He had played with Miami United FC. They also announced this past week that they've re-signed Noah Kavanaugh, and they've also re-signed Mitch Brickman. And then I just saw this today. They've added midfielder Oscar Sanchez. He had previously played with Cedar Stars Rush. And uh, I think that's the USL League Two team. The Michigan Stars, they've also added signings as well. They've been very busy as we close the season. They've announced the signing of Milo Barton. Uh, he is the son of Warren Barton, who is the commentator for Fox Sports. He's based in San Diego. Uh his dad's where it said where he lives. And according to transfer market, he had been without a club for a while. So I had to look it up. Uh, the last club he had played for was 1904 FC, uh back in their inaugural season in, in 2019 in Nissa. I also found out that he is also a former Seattle Sounders Academy player. So I thought that was interesting as well. The Stars have also added defensive midfielder Ezra Brown. He had played for South Carolina United Heat FC. Uh, that's what it says on his Instagram page. And he had, according to market, he had also played in Germany. Uh, it said that he played for Sport Hamburg in Germany back in 2020. They've also added center back Artem Barnovsky. He's a Ukrainian. He had played in, it said on transfer market that he had previously played in Kazakhstan with a club called Kasi Akhtau. Uh, that's what it said. He played for a couple clubs in Kazakhstan previously. And I believe in Uzbekistan as well. So, the Stars have added him to their roster. They've also added defensive midfielder DeMoria Alawine. i sure Bobcats fans know him very well. The Old Bay Brigade, as he had played with the Maryland Bobcats FC last year. And then the year before that, he had also played with the LA Force. They've also added winger slash forward, Matthews Jar Tejeda. He had previously played with Jar Bokoa FC. In the Dominican Republic, and then he's also he was also part of the uh, Queensborough FC two pathway the pro program, but uh, they <clears throat> he was part of that club um, before he went to play for Jarabacoa FC in the Dominican Republic, which was their, their the top league there in the DR. And finally, I have here Gold Star FC Detroit. They have added Ford Jr. Rosero. So they added him as well. So that is the all the signings I've had so far since our last episode. We do have some news to share as well. Well, what's going on in the league? Former Albion San Diego, right back, Harold Hansen. He has signed with USL League One side, Central Valley Fuego FC. Maryland Bobcats FC has announced that they mutually agreed to part ways with their sporting director, Paul Engin. Uh, There's a little bit of conflicting on this because it was posted on Twitter, but apparently they took it down. But on their Instagram, it's still posted on there. So um, I figured, well, if it's still up there, then, hey, it's still news. So... That is up there as well. It's kind of interesting what's going on in the front office. We know it's been a lot of change with the Maryland Bobcats and the coaching staff. Uh, now that Alex Cow is taking over, and now it looks like they're going to be looking for a new sporting director as well. Uh, Flower City Union, they uh, unveiled their team name for the United Women's Soccer First Division Women's Team. As we had previously talked about in our previous episodes, they were the Rochester Lancers women's team, and now Flower City Union is taking over. That team to rebrand them. And now they unveiled their team name, and it's going to be Flower City 1872. Now, I saw the video on social media. They posted about it, and, you know, I thought it was really cool how they're doing it. They're, they're bringing that history connection uh, with uh, Susan B. Anthony, who, as you all know from – Learning from our U.S. history, she's a she was a woman's rights activist, a social reformer, and she has that connection with the city of Rochester. So I like that historical tie-in that Flower City is going with, and they got the her and part of the logo. I thought that was pretty cool too, um, as well. And from what I'm seeing on social media, a lot of the city union supporters and that club. You know, now they have a woman's team to be part of that, growing the women's game, getting involved in the women's game. That's really good, and they're they're liking it. They're they're liking it. I see they they're also trying to get Abby Wambach's thoughts as well. So I thought it was pretty cool. I I had uh, someone ask me about it on Twitter, and I told him, hey, I, I like the logo. I I like that they're getting a historical connection with Susan B. Anthony and sharing her story and how it's kind of part of the the club's identity and how they want to connect with the women's game and bring a historical connection to the the city of Rochester. So I like what I'm seeing here with Flavery City Union, how they're building that connection with the women's team. Now, another NISA club, even though in this case they have a women's team, but they're promoting them, moving them up. Michigan Stars FC, they announced today that they will be moving their women's team up from the United Women's Soccer League to division to the first division. So another NISA club getting involved in the women's game. Hopefully we'll see more NISA clubs get involved in the women's game as well. I know, don't want to forget about this, but I know Chattanooga FC, they obviously have their women's team. They've been involved with them for a while as well. And Albion, Albion, I know they're bringing their women's team back as well. So don't want to forget about those two as well, but would we'll like to see more NISA clubs eventually, you know, get a woman's team involved and grow in it as well. And I know NISA has a connection with the WISL. I don't know if at some point maybe these women's teams might move there as well, but you know, just just throwing it out there. So who knows? Who knows? All right, guys, let's talk some NISA Nation. NISA Nation is back, guys, and I'm very excited that they've returned after not playing the fall season last year, and we've got some matches that kicked off in the Southwest Division. We had a match out in Arizona between SC Union, Maricopa, and Temecula FC, and the Qualls dominated this match 5-0. Very impressive performance. By Temecula FC. And I was trying to look on Twitter to see who scored the goals, but couldn't find out who scored the goals. And Nisa, the, the match center on that page was blank. So, you know, I tried, guys. I tried, but hey, you know, it was a a, a cool game that, you know, getting the Nisa Nation season started in the Southwest Division. And I did pull up an article on, the, on Temecula FC's Twitter page that talked about, about their manager, Ignacio Gachuzo. I hope I pronounced that right. But he talked about his team's 5-0 uh, win at Glendale Community College. And he described it as an important moment, uh, getting the goals from Elias, DJ, Aaron, and Malachi. Uh, and making sure they're bringing home three points in California. And uh, i was reading a quote, what he said, talking about the game. Quote, the players faced a new challenges as it was the first true away match. Most were awake before 4 a.m. and sat with 14 hours in the Qualmobile. (laughs) I I like that. For six hours, it definitely took a toll early on, but we were able to rely on our players' individual qualities to carry the team until things came together. I'm very happy for the team and club we're setting right what is the only loss we've suffered since Coach Allen and I took charge of the first team. What a great way to start the Nisa Nation season. End quote. And it says here in their article, the man of the match is Aaron Garcia. So that's what we got from that match between Temecula FC and SC in Maricopa. And the quals, hey, they're in top of the Southwest Division. So that is great to see. Uh, the other matchup that happened, and the results didn't get posted on that until this morning, is Olympiaco CA taking on Lobos FC. Now, I I tried to find any social media I could find. I mean, on, on these clubs, and well, with Lobos FC, there's there's way too many Lobos FC. When I try to Google it, it's like Lobos. Uh soccer club lobos united lobos wow soccer club central Texas Lobos. I'm like, holy smokes, how many Lobos teams are out there? Yeah, like it was so crazy. So I had trouble finding Lobos FC. Uh so they posted the results this morning on that final score. So Lobos FC defeated Olympiacos C.A. 2-1 in his matchup. I have no idea who scored the goals. I was trying really hard to find out, hey, who might have scored the goals in this game. So it was a bit of a challenge there, but uh, we got that result as well. So as we mentioned, the qualls are on top of the Southwest Division and Lobos FC is in second place. Okay, so we got some action this week or this weekend, excuse me, in the Nisa Nation Southwest Division. So we have Temecula FC. They will be taking on Olympiacos CA. So it'll be the first home match. AS Los Angeles will be taking on Desert FC. Real we will be taking on SC Union Maricopa. Toros Neza USA will be hosting FC Golden State. And the final matchup of the weekend will be Lobos FC taking on Pauk Tijuana FC, which I just found out when I was on Instagram and I found out, oh, They have a partnership now with Tijuana FC. So now they're going to be Pauk, Tijuana FC. So I thought that was interesting as well. But that is the latest we got on Nisa Nation after week one. Now on to my final thoughts. All right, before I get into my final thoughts, apparently I missed a signing. My apologies, Gold Star FC. Uh, I I missed this one. Andrew Smutek. Uh, He's a Livonia native. Uh, He's played for a lot of youth clubs. Uh, He played the University of Michigan soccer club team. And it says here he was also a coach at Wayne State men's club soccer program. So he is a – Right back, but can also play on the wing as well. So, didn't want to miss that one. But Andrew Smutek, he's another player that was signed by Gold Star SD Detroit. All right, now that I got the first round of Open Cup, the latest signings, Nisa Nation news, and notes out the way, let's get into my final thoughts. Now, my final thoughts won't be as long, guys, as it usually is. But that's because, guys, we're getting ready for Opening weekend in Nisa with kickoff this Friday, and I'm very, very excited. And just in case you need a refresher, don't forget, opening night this Friday, March 31st, the LA Force hosts Club de Leon FC. And then on Saturday, we have three matchups, Chattanooga FC hosting Gold Star FC, Savannah Clovers taking on the Michigan Stars, And the Maryland Bobcats take on City Union. So those are the matchups that we have this weekend. I'm very excited. We'll be looking forward to catching up on those matches this weekend. And I did make some announcements as well. Nisa Extra Time will be returning this week. My goal is to get that show out to you guys by Friday. So stay tuned for that. It will be the first episode of the 2023 season, and looking forward to uh, putting on a good show and kind of catch you guys up. With what's been going on throughout the week? Uh, any new signings and stuff like that? We'll get that in the show as well and make some predictions for this weekend's matchups. I also posted a poll today because with St. Louis City SC taking MLS by storm with a crazy man, they're, they're, they have five wins. No losses, no draws. They've Five straight wins for an expansion team. Like, this is crazy, man. And, man, I guess gone are the days where you will be an expansion team and you're just bad for, like, four or five years. It's like they're expecting you to be good right out the gate. You know, we've seen this in other sports, like the NHL, you know, with with the Vegas Golden Knights when they joined the league in 2017. Their first year, they made the Stanley Cup final. Even though, yes, they lost to Washington Capitals, but still they made the Stanley Cup final. That's crazy. And then you got to see how Kraken—they were expansion team last year—and now this year they're on pace to make the playoffs. Um, MLS, you know, we've seen this—you know—with clubs, you know, in a the, the, the couple of years, you know, LAFC—you know—got to a good start. Uh, we've seen it with Nashville—you know—doing pretty good. Uh, Inter Miami made the playoffs, but that was, you know, with, with COVID shortened season, and you know. That's, but still, you know, they made the playoffs. And then we had, did we, who, who we had last year? Oh, yeah, it was Charlotte last year. But Charlotte, you know, fired their coach and, you know, didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, it's been uh, crazy, you know, seeing Spanish teams, you know, you know some get, get going and, and make a surprise for one and some, you know, leave a little of the time. But St. Louis City, SC, really doing well. So I posted a poll today about which of the three new Nisa expansion clubs you think could surprise us this year. And I'll announce the results at the end of the week, but right now it looks like a lot of you guys think gold star FC could be that team that could surprise some people this season. So we'll see how that goes. The other major news I announced in the past week is I'm going on a road trip. So We will be going to Romeo Stadium on April 14th, about two and a half weeks from now. And we'll be going to Michigan to check out the Metro Detroit Derby uh, between Gold Star FC and the Michigan Stars. And I picked that match up because the Michigan Stars will be their first home game since they won the NISA League Championship last year. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the first home game in front of their home fans. And uh, hopefully the weather will be, you know, okay out there. And I'm looking forward to covering it out there. And it's been a while since I've been to Michigan. The last time I was in Michigan was in 2021 in August when I was working for Chicago House. That was our first NISA League matchup at Detroit City FC. That's the last time I was in Michigan. I know my grandparents live there. They live in Port Huron, Michigan, but haven't had a chance to catch up with them in a while. So I'll probably ch- catch up with them for a bit while I'm up there. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, uh, catching up with uh, Michigan Stars and Gold Star. I mean, of course, Gold Star, they have some former house players on our that team. So I'll try to catch up with them as well. But looking forward to covering the game. I'll try to put some good content together for you guys and, you know, get some interviews as well. So that was another project that I announced within the past week. So you guys look forward to that. Look forward to some nice extra time. And enjoy the week, guys. It's exciting times as we get ready for kickoff for opening weekend in the NISA League. And I can't wait. All right, everyone. That will conclude today's episode. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on my Twitter page. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88 if you guys like the show and want to keep up all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media channels. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the opening day matchups in Nisa this weekend. And I'll see you next time.